0: what's up guys you are on the air and off the books with beth ann and samantha and today we are going to be talking about <laughs> midnight is the Darkest out by ashley winstead yes um we actually got this book as an arc um, from source books so thank you source books you guys are the real MVP. Yes. Um, if you've never read an Ashley Winstead book or if you kind of recognize the name, she also wrote The Last Housewife, which is a really, really popular book as well. Um, and I think Midnight is the Darkest Hour is pretty popular because I was seeing this book everywhere, and that is the whole reason I requested an ARC. Yes, um, and this
1: this book actually just released on um, – what's 10 october <laughs> wow month on october 10. <laughs> month 10 of three um on october 3rd so this book is fully accessible now we tried to wait wink wink we tried to wait and, until it was released so that you guys could have your hands on it um and this is going to get spoilery so we'll let
0: you know when that happens um and i think this was
1: Yeah, this was really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, okay, it reminded me, so basically, Midnight is the Darkest Hour is about a girl, it starts out with a girl named Ruth and her best friend Everett, and basically the um, people of this church is kind of, or this town is kind of like a church town, so... It reminds like a me. small, like, Southern Baptist,
1: yes. very staunch religious town. Small yes. town, everybody knows everybody's business, and everybody believes in Jesus, and but they don't act like they believe in Jesus. Right. They're kind of, like, the gossipiest, most, like awful
0: it's very like back in the day like the men are the men go to work the women stay stay home home. they obey their husbands they don't talk and like not just obey their husbands but like accept abuse and things like that yeah Yeah. like
1: servant servanthood-esque kind of vibes so yeah Let's. You want to read the synopsis and like let you really.
0: <laughs> yes, because you know how you know how Samantha's book book um, descriptions go. They're kind of like somebody plugged a, a fork <laughs> into a light socket and electrocution. Electrocution. <laughs> okay. Kind of a great description. I
1: also want to um, read this quote from Claire McIntosh, who's um, also a New York Times bestselling author. She says, "Where the crawdads sing." meets twilight meets thelma and louise in this brilliantly realized totally original thriller yeah and it's
0: that's pretty great that's it, a pretty great it reminded me up. a lot of small favors too which we have talked about and reviewed just kind of like that small romance town, goes yeah the yes. romance and like the small town like kind of culty vibes correct So, a killer haunts
1: a small southern Louisiana town, and two outcasts, the preacher's daughter and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks, hold the key to uncovering the truth. For fans of Verity and A flicker in the dark, Midnight is the Darkest Hour is a twisted tale of murder, obsession, love, and the beastly urges that lie dormant within us all, even the God-fearing folk of Bottom Springs, Louisiana. In her small hometown, librarian Ruth Cornier... Has I think it's Cornier or it's probably Cornier because it's Louisiana.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know.
1: Always felt like an outsider, even as her beloved father rains fire and brimstone warnings from the pulpit at Holy Fire Baptist. Unfortunately for Ruth, the only things the townspeople fear more than God and the devil are the myths that haunt the area, like the story of the Low Man, a vampiric figure said to steal into sinners' bedrooms and kill them on moonless nights. When a skull is found deep in the swamp next to a mysterious carved symbols, Bottom Springs is thrown into an uproar and Ruth realizes only she and Everett, an old friend with a dark past, have the power to comb this town's town's secret underbelly in search of true evil. A dark and powerful novel like the fans have come to anticipate from Ashley Winstead. Midnight is the Darkest Hour is an examination of the ways we've come to expect love, religion, and stories to save us. The lengths we have to go in order to take back power in the monstrous work of being a girl in this world. So, I don't know how you feel about that synopsis, but I think it's really misleading. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Um, I I don't mean to be
0: mean about it, but it... It does... It... (sighs) I wish it went into. So the low man, like the. Is basically like this feared creature of the town. It's like a cryptid kind of situation? Yes. And I wish that they. It took that turn, going more into the low man. But. It just kind of doesn't like explore that.
1: No, it very makes it well. seem
0: like it's a central part of
1: the story, and it's not. Yeah. It actually doesn't really get mentioned, but in the beginning, very beginning of the book about chapter four. And then after that, it kind of just doesn't exist anymore. And then they kind of talk about, I wish they would have replaced the low man here with more like a cult activity because yeah. everybody is so obsessed with like, there's witches, there's, yeah. there's Satanists, there's people doing paganism and worship and blah, blah, blah in the, in the swamps and stuff like that. That's more what it is than the low man.
0: Like it's their library is police, like they're only they only have religious books in their right. library. No like reading for fun, none of
1: that. Exactly. Um, and if you read anything that's not the Bible, like you're the devil and you practice, you know, witchcraft. It's very and extreme Satanism.
0: on that aspect
1: it of is. the story.
0: It's and it also the
1: thing is, is that the back of this book it's a it's also really a book about um it's very gray area because the bad guys and the good guys blur really hard in this book. Mm-hmm. And your main characters are, like it really says, it's more Bonnie and Clyde than it is Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Because there's a love story here, and that's very apparent. And also, there's murder from the very beginning, and you already know who's done all of the murdering. Yeah.
0: there There's nothing hidden from you. Yeah, there's no, like, crazy twist or like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But she still does a really good job of, like, what she does reveal at the end of the book. It's still
1: pretty, like, not breathtaking, but, like, oh, okay. Like, that kind of pieces that puzzle together. So it's like you're going into a puzzle half-finished, and she's just kind of adding the pieces for you. And there's nothing really, like like, popping up and, like, smacking you in the face, like, oh, my God, I never saw that coming. It's more of, like, these things are finally fitting together, and this makes sense why that this girl is the way that she is. So, it's more of, like, a character study of the main character, Ruth, about how her life growing up in this staunch religious home Mm -hmm. affected her mind and her, like, personality, how she behaves, like, what's expected of her, and how, like, her friendship with Everett works because he's the bad boy. Yeah. And how she should be marrying this quote unquote good boy. When in reality they're all the bad guys. Yeah. Nobody in this book is morally correct. Everyone is morally gray. And like you're rooting for Everett and Ruth this whole time. Even though they're even though the bad they're guys. very like there's some psychotic issues going on here. There are some problems. Like yeah. you, these two are not correct
0: in the head at all. And spoilers, like moving on here, because I don't yeah, think there's like so a good way not
1: to spoil it. It's yeah, I agree. So before we spoil, the gist of the matter is: is you go into reading about Ruth, a girl who really loves Twilight. Twilight is
0: a central part of this book. If she you bases don't,
1: her, her, she bases her expe-
0: expectations of like romance all off on of Twilight. Twilight. Yes. So essentially,
1: what you need to go in is like. I am reading a character study about this girl, Ruth, and how her upbringing has affected her and how that upbringing, even though it's totally opposite of this bad boy, is still essentially has the same effect on her in her adult life and how the things that she was reading and the things that she was exposed to, like, come out in the wash at the end. Like, this is what this is. Yes.
0: You know what? No, it's not thrillery. It's, It's more domestic suspense. Yeah, people say it reminds them a lot of Where the Crawdads Sing, and I can definitely, like, see that. I haven't read Where the Crawdads Sing, but just the description and, like, the plot of the book seems very similar to this. Nothing is
1: going to jump out and, like, bite you, but I think it's still a good story. I really,
0: this is what I'll say, is that I liked it, but it
1: was not for me.
0: Yeah, I think if you, like... Kind of like domestic um, thrillers, kind of something like that. This is for you. It is for you. Yes, and also if you're a fan
1: of Twilight, I think you'll really connect with this in some kind of way. Especially it's if so you grew funny. up with Twilight when it first came out. This poses a lot of questions that I think we'll Tanya, kind of talk you need about to read later. this. Yeah, Tanya, I think you would actually be really interested in reading this for sure. I think I don't know if you'll like all of it because they are a little wackadoodle in here. Yeah but just for the twilight portions i'd love to hear your thoughts shout out to tanya our av librarian so getting into warning stop here um and go ahead and pick this book up so this book was how many pages almost 400, 400. pages long which is quite the chunker um so spoilers so uh, This poor girl has a very twisted, like, so it, I tabbed things. Um, Oh, and I also wanted to say that there are content warnings at the very beginning that are outlined. So if you look at this, you open it right up to the first page, and that's the first thing you see, um, so that you don't have to, like, read this if you're triggered about some things, because some of the things are pretty
0: taste. They do some things that are pretty tasteless. I think you know, like, I think you know the whole time that there's obviously something sketchy happening with this holy fire church. Like, you know, there's some, like, smuggling of, like, money. There's money laundering going on. Yeah. These men who say that
1: they're perfect obviously are not perfect. And there are some other. They're trying to cover up and rule with an iron fist in a way that diverts the attention from them.
0: Yeah. Because... Like you, you know the whole time you're reading the book, like, okay, something's, like, right. going on behind the scenes of this church, and, and it has something to do... Yes. And Ruth's whole... father is, like, the main preacher and the main guy of the church. Yeah. And so
1: he raises her with this, like, he's he's merciless with her. Completely yeah. Completely merciless. And he embarrasses her, and he... I mean, he's abusive. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely. absolutely abusive. And then he wants to put all of that under God, and... And that if you don't do as I say, then, you know, how can I love you? Because you don't give me anything to love because right. you don't reflect God. But all the while, this man is, spoiler, dealing drugs and running yeah. this huge crime syndicate <laughs> under the under this town. Yes. Um, and, like, you know, like, she's, like, coming up in her A, like, if it kind of flashes back and forth um, between now and then when she was a teenager and how she reveals that, you know, you know her and Everett are
0: killers yeah like and I think they that the whole time they want you to feel bad for Ruth but you know like okay Ruth you're not so great yourself and I think the one part of the book that like really like triggered for me like this girl has like problems is when she confronts Everett because Everett's kind of just mia all the time and he just randomly will go away he does and she's like she starts quoting twilight to him like the part where bella confronts edward and she's like um you're you're like you sparkle in the sunlight and you yeah. you're yeah. you're extra strong whatever she says she like she starts literally quoting she starts quoting him. the book and everett is like
1: what <laughs> yeah like
0: what are you talking about like i and the, it was so like and she
1: says like you're a vampire that explains yeah. it like th- you're my edward like yes.
0: this is us because like, she is like she's so she's so sheltered that this is like her delusion
1: yes she is very delusional yeah and like and it goes in here saying and this is a very like spun through storyline through here like, one of the things where she's cornered by one of her dad's, like, preacher friends at night while she's really little in her nightgown. And he, she was saying, like, hiding the fact that Twilight's her favorite book and saying that Little Women is her favorite book. And then he, like, says, ah, his bushy eyebrows raised. A reader then. He eyed me. Dangerous quality in a girl. And then it's just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Nasty creep. Like, and then he, all the while before this, he's talking about how, like, men are beasts and they're driven sexually to hunger after women and you have to protect yourself like it is very like men are this wild like uncontrollable thing and it's not their fault that they have these urges so it's on women to make men accountable for themselves yeah is it misogynistic is that the word and like very like male dominated and how he's like you have to go to bed and, and hide yourself because, you know, I'm like this beast in the zoo. If you let the cage out, yeah, like, I'm like, going to come for you. What can you
0: expect? This is just who we are. Yeah. And
1: you just have to, like, it's your responsibility to keep us in check. Like, how dare yeah. you? And, like, and then it goes on to talking, her talking about Twilight to Everett mm-hmm. and saying, he's asking her why have you always been so obsessed with it and like she goes in talking about how like she like bella gives up her life for edward to protect herself and him and the family yeah and it it is so ironic because we just got done talking about how like these men are putting the, on her for the woman to protect right and how bella kind of does the same thing with edward and then Everett's like are you sure that that's love and he was like giving up your life for somebody. Are you sure like that's what you need to be doing? Like giving away your humanity for somebody else. But still ironic on ironic on ironic, she's doing it for Everett. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like this crazy psychopathic killer because his dad was a drunk and he beat him all the time and his mom died at the hands he's of his like, dad.
0: And he's like a uh, he's like a, a little dexter. Yeah. Cause he does okay. He Everett is not okay. Spoiler, huge spoiler. So, the very end, uh-huh. they are like, We've gotten away with this. We're skipping town, you know. Yeah, we're done now. Even though they should have left a long time right. ago. So, they're like driving, and Ruth is like, There's police lights following us and ever it's like no it's fine they're not coming for us like what are the odds like what do you, what do you mean what are the odds yeah like dude <laughs> dude you're you talking got, about hiding bodies in the you, river and the y'all swamp. just like burn down the church yes and
1: then also like who do you think this is because you've been making public displays of affection with each other right going back and forth of this angsty relationship that you have i love you but i don't love you and i love this other guy that i have to oblig you know, yeah. obligatorily marry because I have to be a good girl and he's just like, But your dad the I think the whole point part that got me was when Barry, the guy the guy that she's supposed to marry, the good guy, was yelling in Everett's face saying, She's the trophy that her father gave me and I'm to take care of her and he's and she's just like, oh, Hold up <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I am no trophy. Nobody
0: gave me away. And Barry's like, of course your dad did. (laughs) I'm like, What do you mean? (laughs) No, I think, like, when they're running, like, at the end when they're running away, it just shows, like, how delusional they are and how they don't even realize, like, what they're doing. And so, like, at one point in the book, Barry is, like, going to confess to her, like... Not confess, but tell her. Like, I have found out all this stuff about Everett. Like, he is he's like a killer. He doesn't just kill people here. He's killed people everywhere. And that's why he skips out every other And she's summer. just like, you better run, because I'm going to kill you. And yeah, Barry she's just like, just you runs should away. be scared of
1: me, not Everett. And she, like, stands up to this man, and he yeah. runs off from her, so, which makes no sense.
0: Yeah, and so, like, um, Everett and Ruth are in the car, like, running, and they see the cops, and they're like... Ruth's like just drive faster and um Ruth remembers that conversation with Barry and she's just like oh this is so funny he like said this isn't that so funny <laughs> and silence silence <laughs> and she's like, just like uh? sweating and she's just like you know what it's fine it's okay it's great let's go out together they just crash. They just drive their car yes, into the so, river or, extra extra spoiler.
1: The literal end is them driving off a cliff look cliff, looking into each other's eyes, saying, you know, this is the life that I wanted. You are what I wanted. Yeah. When they could have just ran off together at eighteen. Or just been in jail together. Yeah, like who I don't uh. I just it was really good. Yeah. I I liked it for what it was. You know, I was I was listening to um a TikTok on Instagram because I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Watches TikToks, Watch on, TikToks Instagram. on Instagram. I um, was talking about people reviewing books with subjectively and then objectively and how we should be reviewing the books based off of the author's intention for the book and then, then talking about our personal opinion about the books because everybody's personal opinion about something is going to be different. Yeah. And objectively, I really do think that the author five out of five did that yeah she puts down here when it talks about what we expect out of love religion yeah stories small towns life I think that she did get her story across I think that this was very impactful and it poses a lot of good questions this is a good book discussion book yes um also if you get the copy there are book discussion questions in the back but that doesn't make it a good book discussion book what I'm saying is is that you could really unpack a lot of things here. Yeah. Societally. Yeah. Like, from your personal past. Like, how you view books and reading for yourself. Banning books for libraries, which is a big thing right now, sweeping over our country. Um, there are a lot of things that are happening that this book could be a good talker. Now, for me personally, th- this just isn't a book. It's very romance-heavy. It's very angsty romance, very dark romance, Mm -hmm. and it's slow burn, very, it's slow burn, high stakes, but
0: at the same time it's not, it's very like, what do they call it, Um, fade to black? Yeah, I Um, I think the one thing that irritated me about the romance in this is that she just, like, Mm -hmm. kind of accepts that she has to be with Barry, and I'm just like, for what? Like, you've already gone against your father. Yeah, there's so much
1: proof here to yourself.
0: Yeah, you already have, like, completely rebelled against like the church and so why why now are you choosing okay yeah he can just own me and whatever it's like you might as well just go with Everett because everybody thinks you're sketchy anyway and the only reason why she
1: really does that is because he decides not to come home last summer yeah and so he's essentially gone for more than he normally is and so she's like i'm lonely and i need love so badly i'm willing to sacrifice my um
0: independence and individuality. She was definitely, like, obsessed. And she was definitely basing her love. Like, I honestly don't think that she loved Everett. I think she was basing their love off of Twilight. Yeah. And that's, that was her Edward. And that's, in her head, that was romance. It doesn't matter, like, what would have happened. Like, she would have loved him because he was Edward. Right. And then in his turmoil.
1: Even though know, he was
0: bad, a bad person i
1: mean i don't know like i mean he, they're all victims of their circumstances yeah. and like i feel bad for all of them but at the same time like it's so twisted
0: yeah it's
1: so twisted in every way imaginable and that's what makes it so good is that there's really no good people here yeah. no one is good everyone is morally great everyone right, that has look. unpacked like things that they need to really sit down with
0: a the therapist to talk about. Like Beth Ann's new book for 2024, she's going to write it. It's called There's No Good People Here. There's no good people here. Like that <gasps> it's like psh, mind bomb. There's well. probably a book called that. I feel like there is. Probably.
1: Like and if there's not, then you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just gave you a time. Just train that, that over. Um I it's, it reminds me of like I I don't know that I liked like reading through and getting through this story. I loved what it brought me. It's like the measure. Like, um, we just had Nikki Ehrlich here, um, and I didn't necessarily care for the, not the content. I didn't really like the stories and stuff like that in it. That wasn't the that wasn't the weight for me. Mm-hmm. What made it a five star for me was what it brought to the table, and this brings a lot to the table, just Deep like that meanings. Yes. And it's, it was just good in that way. I, yeah. In one, some ways it's a five out of five. In other ways it's a 3.6 out of five. Yeah. Um, because I didn't, I also didn't like her going back and forth. Like if you love him, you love him and like just do the thing. Like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This book for me was like, I liked it. I gave it like, I give it like a 4.2 out of five. And it's not like a book that I'm like, oh. <gasps> Oh yeah. my gosh, like but this I is my everything, you know, like I think for some of you know that it will be yeah. Vampire Academy. <laughs> I'm on my third reread. Guys. Also,
1: okay. speaking of Vampire Academy, she just wrote a blog about that on our website. I did, uh, I did. forward slash podcast if you want to read that. We do have a blog popped up there on the library website. Um, yes. Check that out if you want to read some things that we read behind the scenes. Um,
0: yeah. And then coming up on November third, we have an interview with Hannah Connor, Caner, Connor. Right, we're going to look
1: that up because we're not going to be those guys. Yes. Um, Um, author of Godkiller. Yes, one of the highly popular right now. It is. It's one of the biggest fantasies right now, Um, and she's releasing a book two to that. I think it's going to be a duology, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, fantastic fantasy book. We're um have the privilege of yeah being able to sit down and talk with her about that also yes. deep themes and that her publisher well.
0: did send us an arc um thank, thank you. you so much and then on november 9th where he can't find you by darcy Coates, we will oh. be reviewing that which yeah. Ann has already read and she said it was amazing and creepy and
1: yeah it is so as far as horrors go that was the best horror i've read this year hands down
0: really. it was
1: fantastic it was amazing and uh, I don't actually remember. I don't have it with me here uh, when I when that comes out. But I think it's should either be out or almost out. It's YA, but it is so fantastic, and I think you guys should pick it up because it is a new, refreshing take on horror, and it's actual, like, creepy monster horror. Yeah. So there's definitely no, like, give that a
0: go. There's no... False advertisement of, yes. oh, this is about... and I'm deceived
1: and then let down and sad. It's really great. Darcy Coates really yes. hit that one out of the
0: park, so... Yes, so make sure you tune in to our podcast um, and then ask us questions. Email us at books at khcpl.org. Check out our blog. Um, and I think we're going to be starting some TikTok stuff here Yes, we're a going little to bit. Be working with a couple
1: other co-workers,
0: Michaela and Caitlin, to
1: uh, add to that, I almost said, what's it called? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Instagram. <laughs> you can tell we don't use it. <laughs> so we're going to be um, doing that. Look for that and uh, yeah. get some more book recommendations from us as well. So that'll yeah. be fun.
0: All right. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.